What's up, everybody? I'm JJ John J. Stramski. And I'm Jason Goff. And if you haven't heard, The Ringer has gone local. I'm bringing the fire. I'm bringing the rain from the Big Apple with my show, New York, New York. And I'm repping Chi-Town with my new show, The Full Go on All Things Chicago. We've got episodes three nights a week with all the reaction to the local teams and guests. Plus bonus episodes around all the big games and storylines. So whether you're uptown, downtown, in the burbs, or a transplant. Make sure you follow New York, New York, and The Full Go on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Guys, first late night edition. This is take number two. We just recorded the first five minutes of the show. I was happy and singing about leaving on a jet plane. Now I'm thinking about driving to Jesse's house to assault the No, I'm just kidding. No, um, I'm just kidding. Let's do this whole song and dance again. We're not doing the banter now. No, we are forced. definitely. We have to nope. do the banter. This is what We're we get when Ronnie's not here. We're talking about, yeah, Ronick's not here and we can't do a thing right. I'll be <laughs> the truth of the matter. Man, why did you have to irritate? It's late. I was in such a good mood. You can still good. be. We literally, I, it was only like three minutes in, so it could have been a, good a lot thing worse. thing you caught it because we could have recorded that whole thing. Jesse's microphone was across the room. Um, <laughs> it's and hard. And Jesse, many would argue, is the emerging star of the show, the sports boy. Are you talking about so. sports boy? There's Jesse and there's sports boy. So, yeah, sports boy seems to have a nice following and I'm happy on. for him. All right, here's your show rundown. I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be short and sweet tonight because I am out of here. So we got a, we actually got some information from Fanatics this week. Um, Jesse got an email response to them. The first thing we have heard from anybody who represents the company, um, the caveat being we are not allowed to use his name or his position. So you may hear this and say, oh, it's an unnamed source. It's not valid. I don't care what you do with it. I'm just going to tell you the information we got. We'll kind of speculate a little bit. We're not doing the speculation and making stupid quotes in the Wall Street Journal and other places. Uh, the NFL is doing a new NFT launch, so that'll be cool. Stop moving the notes when I'm reading the page. I'm not what are you me. doing? My, my, it First, you don't record. Yeah, hey, it's Mike, only going to make you angrier. I'm not going to say what you it just was. Just stop happening. moving stuff. I'm not. I'm done. You're doing. Listen, I'm, you're doing so good. You have tomorrow afternoon. We huh? We should never be doing a podcast after 8 p.m. I'm basically like a gremlin. I'm going to turn into a really, well, I'm, I wouldn't be angry. I would actually just be. because of the sleep test? I'd be a sleep apnea monster. Yeah. So guys. Jesse woke up 300 times. Let me, no. Or something? So apparently if you have sleep apnea, you wake up about five or more times like in an hour or you have five or whatever awakenses. I had like 115. Apparently that's not good. Um, and it explains why I've been so unmotivated to exercise. Or basically do anything besides not uh, die all the time. So uh, thanks to my wife who insisted I had sleep apnea and I didn't believe her. Uh, I am now getting a CPAP and I'm going to be healthy sports boy from now on. You know what? We work for the ringer. We're paid by Spotify. So one of you, one of you people with a sleep apnea CPAP thing. Step yeah, up. Yeah, where's step up? They send, send us microphones. Why not a CPAP? Somebody step up and send the man a CPAP. <laughs> all right. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> this is so much better than the first take, except when there was. I could just, if Ronick was here, he would just be putting in the notes. Feel free to start anytime. We started five minutes ago. Uh, oh. I'm recording. We're good. Yep. We're all right. This is what happens at night. We should do the show at night all the time. Oh, late night shows in person. All right. It, well, no, in no. person. Too. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> fanatics. We're going to break that down first. We're going to talk very briefly about the NFL NFT launch. We're going to talk about the stupid Yankees. Uh, because at this point, I'm convinced they're going to win the wild card. I've totally changed my sentiment since Fine Sam was here just two days ago. Uh, some Zion news, the fractured foot. Jesse's got an update on that. Quick newsletter thing, a couple weekly buys. The most comical thing on the schedule to me is the HGA AI release video with somebody who used to work at QBC, apparently. And we have mailbag. <laughs> so let's go. 
Start it off. Big picture. You're leading this one. This is so we are not gonna speculate a ton. We're gonna throw a couple what I think maybe this means. Again, we're not given the name or title because we were asked not to. We were also told though that somebody from the company would be joining the podcast, which I think would be awesome. Um, I'm just gonna yeah. tell you, fanatics, you obviously don't need us, but I think we have the biggest microphone in the space and uh we give the most honest feedback. We're not just gonna say everything's wonderful. So when you do have news, I would love it if you would keep coming to us like this because I think it's great content and we can give some honest feedback on it. Well, and that's the thing. I think we've gotten a few guys reach out to us in the past of like, hey, we've got announcements coming up. You guys want to talk about it? And it's just like, announcement. yeah, it's nothing really. This was meaningful. Yeah, this is something that directly affects everybody. And when I um, got the email this morning, I was like, well, let me call the guy. Um, yep. He's legit. And he took, and, took a couple phone calls. And yep. bottom line was he likes what we do in this space. He thinks we have a great audience and that we can relay the information well. And he said, as soon as it is their time to come and talk, which it is not now. He did reiterate. That's why you're not seeing this everywhere. But when it is time, he is going to or he or someone from the fanatics company is going to come on. So right, here we go, because we're doing a condensed show. Give me the right. just give me the bullet points of this thing. I'm going to interject after each one. So, so I'm not going to read it word for word like I did on the YouTube. Read you guys the bullet wanna, points word for word. Yeah. If you guys want to see all of it, go to the YouTube page. We did a full breakdown. So point one, fanatics is building the leading global digital sports platform. Comprised of companies across the sports landscape that will transform the fan experience and extend the reach and presence for partners worldwide. Okay, okay. useless. Point two. And you can just summarize it. Yeah, nothing really new there. Um, so essentially what that means is that part of this is going to mean an expansion into a new sports next card point. company. That's what the next point is, Michael. Thank you. You're doing good. <sighs> All right. Uh, what that means is there's a new sports trading card company being formed. And with that means that there are going to be several new properties uh, going on board with this sports card trading company, including MLB, MLBPA, NBA, MBPA, and NFLPA. Now, you may have noticed NFL is not mentioned there. This is a non-point. So I did find out back when the deal was originally struck with the NFL, at least according to somebody I spoke to who worked with Panini at the time, the NFLPA was all one at that time. So this is a nothing thing as well. Yep. Okay. Not a, not a real point. Okay, good. Um, if, that, if I'm wrong and somebody is in the know, knows different, please reach out. Somebody emailed us about coming on from Panini. Actually, they emailed Simmons. It got shuffled to me. Uh, if that's wrong, you can prove your worth and we'll have you on the podcast. But aside from that, we're good. Um, an average deal length is 15 years for those. That's new. It was most people re reported 20 years. It is 15 years. Okay. When you're done swinging out of that mason jar. Yeah, you're quick on the draw on that one. All right. With the long-term trading card rights in connection to Fanatics DTC, direct-to-consumer expertise, and industry-leading database, the new Fanatics trading card company just closed a $350 million Series A oh. funding which gave yeah. them the 10.4 billion valuation that you may have seen in the Wall Street Journal this morning. Uh, when I say this morning, this will be coming out tomorrow. So I mean, Wednesday morning. Um, but it's important. Morning, right? Oh, it, Wall Street came out Wednesday morning. This is coming out Thursday. Morning. Correct. Yeah. So I'm with you. What's important to note is the people that uh, gave money to this was Silver Lake Insight Partners and Endeavor, which apparently are some pretty reputable names. Um, so they're big names in the uh, what's it's not a hedge fund. Um, uh, angel investor. Yeah. Yes. VC. I don't know what it's. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do when it's not 8 p.m. Venture capitalist. Ver yeah, thank you. Um, they are reputable names. And so 
I think that's my cool. biggest takeaway from that section, because I think the email used the term more than one time, DTC, direct to consumer was stressed. Yes. That's a scary thought. We'll talk about why, I believe, with the next bullet point. Uh, so this is the one that was really interesting, I think, for many. Um, I'm going to read this word for word. It says the Leaving players. Is a- why would you do it? The elevator music in the background. <laughs> do you not like that? You don't, we don't have to do it. The people are listening. They're like, this is the most important point, And this is when he sings. If I had a hammer, I'd. I'm, we're just really dragging it out. They the hate big guy us. doesn't know anything about cards. The little guy's angry. <laughs> Listen to another show. One please. star out of five right, Apple reviews. The Players Association and leagues uh, chose to partner with Fanatics for the new model and vision we're unveiling for the hobby to grow the overall category by having one complete experience for collectors. And that includes buying. This is the terrifying stuff. Buying, selling, grading. Hang on. One at a time here. So buying and selling. Let me say them all and we're going to go back to them. Buying, selling, grading, financing breaking storing now Great. let's now if you read it we can give me the first one buying. buying and selling obviously lends itself to you've talked about deep direct to consumer so obviously they're going to be selling but this buying and selling does that mean they're going to set up some sort of a secondary marketplace makes me think that's probably where we're going i haven't heard this from anybody there aside from what we've read that's all we've got josh luber built StockX, became a pretty major platform for buying and selling he clearly has uh, the vision to do this, which that's his title anyways, the last bullet point, visionary leader or some stupid title, but he is good at that, building stuff out. There you go. Potential for a secondary platform. Yes. Uh, what was the next one? Grading. Buying and selling. Grading. CSG. So Mike, yep. Michael Rubin is involved with Blackstone. Blackstone is the company that bought the majority of CCG, which is the parent company to CSG. Now, CSG is not a they're not even a top three grader at this point. I mean, PSA, SGC, BGS are miles ahead of them. However, now they've been if, grading for a long time and they do grade multiple different things. So right but in the card realm, in the card, they're world, not, yes. not much of a contender yet. I mean, uh, they're going to have a, th- there is potential here that they have more. And maybe this doesn't cross pollinate. I don't know. But I think it's I don't think it's much of a leap to say the guy who is the majority owner of Fanatics and a piece of Blackstone you own a grading company. Now you own the card company that's making the cards, manufacturing them. That gets interesting to me. Well, and many, you may recall just a few months, maybe month, one month, one or two months ago, there was the news article that CSG was hiring like crazy to fill mm-hmm. more grading spots. So right. they probably knew this in advance. Yeah. So maybe. The, and they also just had a ma- massive backlog back then. So that could very well be the point, too. Yep. I, did we miss the point early? I guess we didn't read the point earlier because I just had to go bullet points. They did directly say they would be involved in manufacturing and redesigning cards. That's the first we've heard them talk about manufacturing cards, which is scary as well. Design, manufacture, and distribution of trading cards. Yep. So that's another major point. You're going to make the cards. You Are they going to distribute with their own means, or are they going to use current distribution lines? Because that's where the majority of breakers, card shops, get their product from. They've used the word dis- They've used the word distribution. That makes me wonder what direction they're taking it. Yep. Uh, what's next? Uh, financing is next. Yeah, so I, I wonder if this runs in. So I don't really know the financing thing. The only thing I, I could, in my head, again, now we are speculating. They talked about storage. Is that some sort of a vaulting system, which we've mm-hmm. seen PWCC do very effectively. Golden now has their own vault. Does Fanatics get into that possibly? PWCC will then lend out on margin based on how much you have in their vault, your, you know, your assessed value. Maybe that, but honestly, I don't I don't see that being a big 
disruption to the hobby. So kind of a minor point there, I think, yeah. depending on what we see from them. I'd be curious to know if there is some kind of like big, you know, with the amount of money going into the hobby right now, going into, you know, I, if someone really wants to buy a major card, is it going to be like a, you know, take out a loan like you're buying a car? Well, instead of a car, I want a $30,000 card. I hope not. I don't need to see people buying cards on credit. I think that is a horrible idea. So hopefully that has nothing to do with what they're talking about. But it could be. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, next is breaking. This was interesting. First mention of this. But again, if you're going to manufacture the cards, you're going to distribute them or hand them out. Give them to your own breakers. Again, me speculating. Give them to your own breakers. Have them break it on your platform. If they want it graded, cool. In-house CSG, bam. And then if you want them sent right to the marketplace. All right, take my hits and sell them on the Fanatics marketplace. It's almost this almost sounds to me like they said a one stop shop, your entire ecosystem under one roof. That's, was that the last last one was storing? Last one was storing. About. Yeah, which we kind of touched on. I mean, ba- bottom line is the right before it mentions that it says one complete experience for collectors. So, I mean, that's what they're doing right there. That I I will say since we talked about this morning and we've seen we've had posts on it um, on our social media it seems a lot of guys are commenting on they don't know how they feel about uh, being unbiased with grading and making cards, whether, you know. A lot of conflicts, potential conflicts of interest. Yes. but you know, And this doesn't this also doesn't mean day one they cut out the existing distribution. I use GTS, Peach State, and Southern Hobby. Does that mean day one these guys are just out because they're going to distribute their own product? I don't know. That's a ton of infrastructure. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. The fact that they have been this vocal in this email, though, I'm just honestly, my biggest takeaway is I was happy to see they are finally reaching out and giving at least some detail right from the horse's mouth. A lot of in a lot of different directions. All these things could go anyways. Um, Yeah, I think what we've also seen is more positivity than I would have thought, like guys excited to see some change because they, you know, there's a lot of guys who are, you know, priced out of breaks. They're priced out of buying a lot of the stuff that they want. Maybe things change because of that. And I, I say that. And I, at the same time, it's like I don't want to see a world where we don't have mom and pop card shops or like breakers in the same way we have them now. But change could be bad. Change could be good. I, I guess we still need more detail to see what that means. So and if you're telling me you're taking a piece from breakers to give back to the general public as a person who has a big, pretty big stake in a breaking company, I actually don't hate that. It's not good for my bottom dollar. But there are some major breakers around here who are doing 10 to 20 million a year in revenue yeah. and making millions. I, I don't know that we need that anymore. You had your time. You made a ton of money. Good for you. Well, and if somebody wants to, to come in and get rid if somebody wants to come in and get rid of that model so they can kind of distribute it more. I, I mean, I can't fault them for that. Well, and think too, I think you mentioned this on the Instagram video, but like if they do set up like a site or a place where uh, they bring in these breakers to, you know, continue to break. Maybe, maybe margins aren't as, you know, large as they are now, but it doesn't mean that they can't still make a really good living if they were, you know, like, like you've always said, you got to have some kind of personality to be able to break. Maybe they're only bringing in the best of the best to do that on that platform. But again, this is where we speculate. We said we wouldn't. So we'll move on. Next. Um, the the final part of that bullet point, by the way, is so they said the they're growing the overall category by what we just discussed, and they're also growing. Um, so the it just mentions the leagues and the players associations being equity holders in the business for the first time, yep. um, which we did know that that was announced. Perfect, good for them. So there's uh, some sub bullet points here. I'm not even going to read the first one because no one cares as much. This the one that cares the most uh, or matters the most is this one. It says this is innovation 
dis slash disruption across a new industry similar to how we completely innovated licensed sports merchandise with new on-demand vertical commerce model. So yeah. How big of a disruption is this going to be? It's years away, no question, but I think it's it'll be very telling to see what other kind of information we get between now and then. I think the last point just confirmed Josh Luber is going to have a major role in this thing. He will be joining as the company co-founder and chief vision officer. For the card company. Not for the Fanatics. card company, yeah. yes. Cool. So, so there you go. Yeah, jo I'm saying it here too. I mean, we've said it in the past. Josh, if you want to come on and talk about any of this, uh, open door. If anybody else from the company wants to come who has a you know something to say about it, we're more than happy to. Hopefully, this was the first of some steps in the line of communication. Again, my overall takeaway, I do think there are going to be bigger changes than I initially thought. I don't know that it's going to go all the way to where my mind goes, where they're just taking over everything, especially not day one, but I think they're going to be major changes, but I am glad they're finally saying something. I'm glad we're finally hearing something directly yeah. from Fanatics. That's my biggest takeaway. I'm sick of reading articles with car, I mean, I've been quoted in what three to five articles now, including the Wall Street <laughs> Journal multiple times. Yep. Every time I've given a quote, I'm speculating, and every time it comes across as fact in those things, and it irritates me. In every one of these articles that I've read, including the one that came out today, you know, there was some like, a source close. I don't know what that means. I mean, just so I'm glad that they're talking. That's it. I have nothing else to say. Well, in that case, let's go on breaking down Jesse's non fungible token time. I believe token time. I believe token time token time <laughs> what is happening I um I I don't we don't have a lot on this guys I think Good. bottom line is that it's going to be run by the same guys who did top shot dapper labs are, are behind this and it looks like they're going to be very similar moments um like you saw in, in with NBA other than that I don't have a lot of additional detail um I think it's I I personally think it's kind of cool. I think that uh, this will be something that if you paid any attention to Top Shot with NBA, you knew that if you had those first, those early on uh, moments, those are the ones that had the value and have at least held some of the value. These yep. you know follow-up moments have not done as well. Are they going to be released in packs, by the way? Did it say that like, uh, like NBA was? Or do you not know yet? It does not say. It just says that they're going to create exclusive digital video highlights. Um so that being said, if you're going to get in, I'd say get in early. I think it's also going to be interesting to see the reach of the NFL compared to the NBA. NBA is so much more global and massive. I will be curious how this one goes in relation to the NBA Top Shot model. So uh, Absolutely, yeah. Cool. Um, all right, so that was it. Uh, what's the next thing you wanted to hit on? I want to hit on the, you know, I said with Feinstein the other day, like I, I don't want to spend a ton of money and tie up a ton of, of cash and capital before I know who's at least playing a full series. Mm -hmm. I man, the Yankees are on a crazy hot streak at the perfect time. Like, the Sox were hot two months ago. The Blue Jays went on a crazy streak the last month and a half. So at this point, what are there, five games left? After tonight, so they're going to lose tonight. How many oh, yeah, is he here? Ronnie. Ronnie. The Yankees are going to be up by a game, one or two games after tonight. I just, they're up two games right now in the standings. Again, this is late uh, Wednesday night. I think the Yankees are getting into that wild card game, and I think they're beating anybody they play. Um, it's a little risky because if they lose, they lose, and you know, not great for the offseason. But Feinstein said the two guys who he thought would take off, and I agree, Judge and Stanton. I mean, Stanton has been on a tear. He never does this consistently because he always gets injured. But when he is good, he has a violent swing. He's playing in New York. Bash Brothers, you know, you're already seeing the hype start to pick up for these guys. I think there's an opportunity here to buy both people. 
So I was actually on eBay looking earlier tonight. Uh, Indy found this card, as a matter of fact. Um, 2017 Topps Chrome Refractor PSA 10. The pop is in the low... Uh, let me look. I don't think the pop is all that high. This is on card letter, actually. So it is, a, yeah, 2017. It's card number 287. It's the Topps Chrome Refractor. Pop is 690. So That's to put bad, in perspective... Actually. No, like Topps Chrome refractors of Acuna as a PSA 10 and Tatis were all were over a thousand for quite a while. This thing topped out, at least in recent history, back in April at 330 bucks. Right now it's trading. Let me see. I mean, there's been two sales this week under $200. I'm going to go on eBay as soon as the show is done to see if I can buy some of these for 200 bucks. Oh, oh, oh. This, you know what that means? This is a straight no. cash. It's got to be. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know. It. No, I don't know what it means. Not no, oh, it's okay. not straight cash. <laughs> I think it is. We haven't had one forever. Let me oh, do, it. do it. Let me say it. Let me say it. Let me say it. Um, Jesse, can you say it? Straight cash, homie. Oh, I can't wait till wow. tomorrow. I get a text from Bill. He's like, I was waiting for the straight cash. <laughs> that's all and I then wanted. Then he texts back. He's like, that's it. <laughs> um, I do. Now, again, pop of 690. I don't know how easy it's going to be to find. And I'm going to overpay a little bit. The last couple sold were 175, 177. I'm going to pay up to 200 bucks if I have to. My goal is to lock up three of these. Um, I'm going to go on tonight and I hate it too. eBay, I'm going to get sales tax. I, I would rather buy these on Facebook or somewhere, but I don't know if I can find them, but I'm interested in that card. I like it. I think it's cheap. I think he's going to go on a run. Um, the other one of his, I, I want to talk about, I think I gave you a few. I, I don't really care about all of them. Okay. Um, you've got his Bowman Chrome PSA 10 auto. Uh, yes. And so this is 2013 Bowman Chrome. This is going to be of the ones that you had me look at the least pop. There's only 171 of these. Yeah. Yep. Um, but this one is selling for right now nine twenty five, which is about the lowest it's been over the last year. Um, yeah, I mean these had spiked back in the day to twenty five hundred dollars. Again, Judge has not stayed consistently healthy and put up big numbers. I just think you know what I'm going to take a chance on one of these guys. So I'm going to look for this card, the card I so at this card a thousand bucks or less I think is a good buy. That's what I'm going to try to buy it the next. I have twelve hours until these things come out. Um, my goal with any Judge and Stanton card, too, I'm looking for a 20% bump and I'm out. Like, is it possible they go crazy and they double because they make a, a World Series run? Yes, I don't trust them. So I'm I'm literally just going to buy tonight or tomorrow morning if I can. 20% and I'm out. Very short term for me. Um, he's also got his first Bowman Chrome from that, the 2013. That card's interesting, too. What's that card? Like 200 bucks, 150 bucks? The uh, base is $220 right now. Uh, or, I'm sorry, the, it's $200 uh, for, no, 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 this is the confusing part. So card letter has it, they think it should be $200. It's a little over at 220 but the pop count is actually reasonable to where you guys could get one. It's 200 uh, or 1000 Yeah, I mean, for so for that, for a little over 200 the refractor uh, from 2017 tops Chrome at 200 the PSA 10 mm. Bowman Chrome first auto at 1000 Those are the three I'm going to look for. This is weird, though. Um, I don't know if you notice. If you look at the card pricing on that, it has consistently over the last month gone. It went went from back on, starting on August twenty second. It went from one hundred thirty eight to two forty five. Next sale one twenty five. Back up to two sixty eight. Back down to one thirteen. I mean, it's literally dub, doubling and having every week or so. I don't understand. Yeah. That's weird. And it's not it's not just that actually now that I look back further, it's been doing that for a while. What is with this card? Man, that is one that I would consider if that thing dropped a little bit more because it's it's kind of near the high right now because it keeps popping up around 275. 
that might not be a bad idea if it dropped down again to like 150 or something. I'm going to get it on at that at 200 if I can. 2 to 220 just because I think playoff, you know, I don't know. I think Judge has that kind of star power. Um, not any Stanton cards in card ladder. So the one that's interesting to me, same thing. I'm going to try to spend a couple, two to three thousand. I'm not going crazy. Two to three grand total between Judge and Stanton. Um, 2008 Bowman Chrome is Mike Stanton's rookie, well, excuse me, is his first prospect auto. You can buy a 9510 under 600 bucks. A little bit tougher to find. I don't know what the pop is. Um, the last one that sold was earlier in September for 560. Um, a little bit tougher to find. Uh, I would buy a 9510 or a PSA 10. A 9510 from BGS or a PSA 10 of this first Bowman Chrome of Stanton. And then he also has the 2010 Topps Chrome as his Chrome rookie card. I think those are good buys too. So that's kind of my mission over the next 15 hours. Like just which one of these guys can I find at the best pricing? I'm going to go out and make posts on Facebook and Instagram. So you'll see the posts. Uh, I'll include these next week. Whatever I buy, I'll keep you updated. And that's my plan. Buy them now. See if they get into a first round series and if the hype picks up. Um, and this is one of those situations too. Say for example, I spend 2,500 bucks across four cards. If some of them spike 20%, the bigger ones, and I at that point I have already made a profit on the 2,500, then I would keep one or two of the smaller cards until the end. Just at that point, I have nothing into them. Let me let me hold them and see what they do. That's usually my my go-to. Um, it's almost like I a do. dollar cost averaging in a sense. Like you're getting out on some while it peaked, but in case it doesn't continue to go up, you know, you got you you're not losing all your money, all your gains. But if it does go up, then you're still getting a piece of it. Yeah, and that's kind of where I'm at with it. So, it, but I want to see what I can even just pick up. So I'm kind of just of the of the mindset. Whichever one of those, I view them very much the same. I would rather get the Stantons. I don't know if I can find them. So, okay. um, there you go. You have Zion news. Yeah, uh, this will be interesting. There's a question in the mailbag about this too. But um, so Zion, it's reported that over this off season, he has uh, had a fractured right foot. Um, well, he's he's had surgery on it. He is recovering. Um, the vice executive vice president uh, for the Pelicans says that they do believe he will be ready by the time the season starts. Um, but it does kind of, I guess, can bring up some concerns for people. What a stupid title, executive vice president. You're already the <laughs> vice president. You're the assistant to the assistant to the president. Let's just That's call what it what it is. All the guys when I was in sales, they were all vice presidents. Like and it doesn't. You're just Everybody's the, you're just the field president. rep. Yeah, that's yeah, all you you're are. just selling. You're selling mouse pads. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, I don't even know what, what. It's true. You know, you know what Indy is. Indy's the co-host of the co-host. He's a co-co co-host. Co-co-host. Oh, I like. I that. just. It's just dumb. I don't. So he's titles. your co-host. Is that what you mean? Because you're the co-host. Got him. Take a take a breath, sweet cheeks. Got him. Sleep apnea. How does <laughs> <laughs> that? You can't say. That's like saying I have a hate. No, we're not talking about handicaps. Okay. Yep. Somebody nope. send him a CPAP. <laughs> if you do it. not want to. Here's how Guys. I'm going to leverage this offer. <laughs> if he dies, I'm doing the show on my own. I will not take another co-host. <laughs> At least there is a number of people a, who dislike a, me. A morning you hear? Do you want to hear this voice solely? At least now it's interrupted by Jesse's <laughs> melodious tones. Heavy breathing. If we don't get him that. Tones. If we don't get him that CPAP, he's dead in a month. <laughs> God, <laughs> I'm raising this kid by winter. Um, Honey, I'm sorry. All right. Um, what, are, what are we? What are we talking about? <laughs> Zion, can you believe it? With the foot. Yeah, here's the thing. It's funny. I like, though, that the crowd does this. I had a number of guys message me, and you could see it on our socials, like, oh, how you feeling about that Zion? Because I bought a bunch of Zion mm -hmm. slabs last week. 
I feel fine. I'm still selling Zion first month of the season. The reason I am not going with big cards and I'm not buying in heavy for the long hold, the long haul, I don't think, I hope I'm wrong, I don't think he's going to be healthy a long time. He plays at such a crazy athletic rate, mm-hmm. but he's huge. He's still like 285. That's okay, I was going to ask. He seems like a thick boy. He and I is don't... not thin. And okay. not, I'm not insulting the guy. I just mean you're playing on hardwood. That's a ton of wear and tear in your joints, your feet, your ankles, your knees. I just don't think it's a recipe for him to be a star in 10 years. And again, I really hope I'm wrong, but that's why my, my play with all the Zions I've bought, you'll see me start shuffling those off right after the start of the season. I'll be out from all of them. Okay. Yeah. But you're not but, yet. No, I want to see it. I mean, if they spiked overnight for no reason, like if people got hyped about it, sure. Um, but yeah, my goal is like, hey, first month of the season, I think I'll just put together some crazy stat lines. So okay, I'll wait for that. Uh, newsletter. Uh, guys, check out the newsletter, especially you got one yesterday. Uh, we'd sent out some. We do emergency, emergency. newsletters. Yeah. And, Next uh, one drops Monday. Nonsense. Go to sports sportscardsnonsense.com hobby news it's free to sign up trying to drop some more e- info there our open and click through rate by the way third week in a row sean was very impressed oh so, yeah break out your wallets time to get paid for that newsletter um <laughs> i just i i remember when we were first discussing this newsletter and brian mentioned that there was some he gets paid like multiple of tens of thousand dollars a month that's for a newsletter, I didn't think that was a thing. I it, don't think that's ever going to be our newsletter. Well, you don't know that. Did you? Did you even read my Space Jam review? My wife read it, and she does not dole out compliments. Actually, for me, she does. She's a sweetheart. I was but say, she's soft. She, she she loved the Space Jam review. You're a great sleeper, honey. <laughs> no. This is this is why you cannot tell me medical oh. news. Oh, you tell me your dad has a heart attack. She wouldn't I find say out, that. I have to talk about it now. I find out you can't. You're sleeping like a like a person. I'm a getting marathon. it fixed. It'll, Are you though? Yes, it's gonna be so good. I have not received any calls with people offering. Is this going out live? <laughs> Where Run is the CPAP? Golly! Um, all right, that's all right, enough of that that's nonsense news. too. Sheesh, what what did you there. buy this week, Mike? This week's buys. I think I bought one of these last week, too, and I feel like I already talked about it. I bought another Randy Moss 1998 Bowman paper, just a base Bowman paper, PSA 10. I paid 90 bucks. That seems way too cheap for what I would consider the second greatest wide receiver of all time. And I think throughout the course of the year, we're going to see him. I bought another Peyton, too. I bought a Row 1 1998 Flair, BGS 95. For like $400, I I don't understand. And especially now the Peyton and Eli are doing the commentating thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that could get people thinking like, hey, one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, certainly one of the most relevant now of the retired quarterbacks. I, I don't know. I don't like Peyton. I, I, I hated him as a player because I was a Brady fan, but you knew he was great. The fact that his rookie stuff is so cheap. Now, the exception to that is the contender's auto because that is a crazy low pop. That card was brutal to pull in any condition. But like his Bowman Chrome PSA 10s, still 650. I paid 600 months ago. Like that card hasn't moved. His tops Chrome are a little bit more expensive than that, but not much. Mm-hmm. Um, the Flare Row Zero, I think, is a really or Row One. Whatever, I forget which one it actually is. I got off to double check. Um, that's a really cool card to me. I just think that 1998 class of of Peyton and Randy, and Randy's relevant too. He's on he's on uh, the desk all the time. I don't know which network he works for, but he's always on for game on game day. 
I just think those are cheap guys. And I think those are great. So those to me are the long-term investments. I don't think I'm going to look one day. I want to look overnight and, and Stanton and Judge are up 30%. I sell them happy. I don't think that's ever going to happen with Manning and, and Moss. But I do think over time, I look, I forgot about them for a year or two, and they're up 32%. I, I, I think, And I don't see them going down either. That's the other thing. I think they're very safe buys right now. Yeah, I want to point out something. And I, I'll need your, your expertise here. So when we were kids, let's say mid mid to late 90s or something, what were the stars, the the sport, any sports star that you can think of? In the 90s? Yeah, besides Jordan, of course. Okay, so like in football. Yeah, Randy Moss, you, you just mentioned. Well, he, he was a rookie, though, at the end. So the established stars, you already had Montana, Steve. Well, that might have been after Montana. Steve Young, uh, Brett Favre, John Elway, Dan Marino, all those guys were still rolling. Jim Kelly was still past the Super Bowls, but yeah, uh, he was in there. Okay, so take those guys for, for this Jerry example. Rice. For the most part, they're all being, we would consider way undervalued, right? Um, Yeah, I mean, we've talked about the LA Marino rookies before. I, th- I don't think they're way undervalued. Well, not like these two guys. I don't think, I, I will say that they definitely should probably hold a little bit more value than they do. My opinion is this, is that these guys that we all watch growing up that we... You know, guys in Emmett Smith, Emmett Smith, Troy Aikman, Barry Sanders. Yeah, Troy Aikman. Sure. So the guys that we watch growing up, we're in our mid 30s right now. There's going to be a window of mid 30s to mid 40s millennials that we're watching these guys. They don't typically have that much throwaway cash, historically speaking, at this age. But over the next next decade, this is really where like that additional cash is going to start building up. And I guarantee you these cards that are worth, you know, whatever they're worth now, go up. I don't want to, I don't, I can't say how much, but they will definitely go up in value as the older, as our generation gets older, has more disposable income and wants to hold on a piece of their childhood. Sure. So I think as far as your classification of long-term holds for these, absolutely do it. Yeah. And and that's why I'm not saying buy them and make 20% a month. These are not straight cash homey type things. So. But uh, the other thing I bought, too, which we outlined in the newsletter on Monday, so I can talk about it now, I guess, spend days. It's way more detail then. I'm not going to give away all the detail. Um, I got a good deal on a couple of Giannis rookies, a select PSA 10 and a, I did this the other day, too. I got the thing wrong. I think it's a certified BGS 9.5. That stuff, kind of like his prism, is about, is is I, I don't remember the exact percentage, less than half of what it was at the peak last summer and and down quite a bit from even earlier this year when it spiked. I'm not sure what, I mean, of anybody coming back, I think Giannis took a hit. And I think this is repetitive. I think we've talked about him recently. Um, excuse me, too. Janice is who I'm talking about. Oh, sorry. God. I was like, yeah, who, is you who is this Giannis guy? What Sports language? boy's confused, bro. <laughs> You're going third person with that now? That's Sports good. boy is only in third person. Thank you. So I think Giannis is going to, again, prove himself. He could have won the MVP last year, actually. I mean, honestly, he could have. He's that good. Won his first title. I don't think he's going anywhere. He's young. You know, I think if anything, we're going to see him continue to improve as his shooting improves. And I think a lot of these cards, including the cards I'm talking about, including his prism card. Again, we had that whole mindset. We did definitely talk about this part base being the devil because they're overpopulated. Giannis base cards are not. So that's why I was, I was happy to buy these. I think they're good. These to me are probably depending on what the market looks like. I have no problem holding on to stuff till the finals, but if he gets some weird regular season spike, 
they win 12 games in a row and he's averaging 40 points and they spike hard, I'll move him. I'm not, I, but if not, I'm also okay with him. You know, guys like that, guys like Kevin Durant holding for the, the postseason hype like we saw this year. But uh, yeah, I was back on the Giannis train and I, I would pick up more Giannis in the meantime. Even at uh, his if, current if, values, do you think he's overpriced or? No, I still think no. there's value there because I think he's going to get a bump when the season starts and we're going to see him on the floor. Okay. And, and basketball draws more attention than any other sport, at least domestically uh, that we see. So. Um, before we get in the mailbag, I, I mean, are, I don't know. Are we joking or are we just going to comment bad. on it? Here's the thing. I like Tyler, the owner of HGA. Yeah. We drove they by built, his place. They built, we did. They built up this release of this video explaining AI. My thing all along was get off this AI thing. It's a cute clickbait word, but at the end of the day, you're going to get, you're going to get your thrown to the fire because people are going to realize it's not actual AI. Why don't you say we have grading software and we're grading efficiently and be very transparent about it, which they have been transparent about other things. Okay. You keep wanting to interrupt, so just interrupt. My, my, if it's a joke, then that, why would they have morphological transformations and convolution filters? You're a yeah. joke, okay? Uh, it's a three-minute and 23-second YouTube video of some woman who I have never seen before. I don't know if she's associated with the company. My guess is she was laid off from QVC in the late 90s. That's honestly, <laughs> I said that earlier. I'm standing by Late it. 90s. Ow. She seems Unless young. she's, you know what? Maybe she is the AI program. She is. <laughs> she has come. To, she's, if that's the case. Oh, my God. She's passed the um, Turing test. It's happening. Here's the thing. Watch the video. I would encourage you to at least watch it. Make your own decision. I'm not going to, you know, if you want to grade there because you want to grade there, go nuts. I struggle for this reason. I heard a lot of terms in there that made no sense to anybody, including Jesse. Jesse's a much smarter person than me when it comes to that field, especially anything technological. And even Jesse was like, I don't even know what we're, I don't know what we're saying. And basically all they showed is a scanner taking a high resolution photo and scan of a card and giving it some factors and grading. But then the grader, a physical human grader looks at it and inputs the grades. The biggest glaring issue I saw there, there was no mention of authentication of a card. To me, and, and some people don't feel this way, and if you don't, no problem. To me, the first reason I am using, buying, getting something slab, whatever, is because it proves to me and everybody else that it's authentic. If I can't start with that as the foundation, I'm out. Here's the thing. I, I just have to say, when they say AI, they're absolutely right. It is AI. But I think that's because people don't understand the basic definition of artificial intelligence. I, I pulled it up just so I could have it. Artificial intelligence is simply the ability of a computer or robot controlled by a computer to do tasks that are usually done by humans. That doesn't mean that someone can't program that computer to do sure. what it's doing. And I now mean, we're doing the semantics and that's fine. But that's it, what I'm saying. It's just it, that's all it is. It's all semantics. All it is is a computer program. I'm just telling you right now, the buildup for this thing and what actually was released today, it's tough. I, I don't. And again, where is it? Because we're also coming off the week where there's a an SGC, excuse me, an HGA three Gretzky rookie that is apparently a known fake on eBay. Oh yeah, I saw that. I, I don't care about a high resolution scan. I want to know is the card in your holder real? There's other companies that have come through too that I've even been in contact with. We've done interviews on our other on our, on our other socials, and I never hear anybody talk about the authentication of these things. And it's not just an issue with old cards. Like, yeah, I want to make sure my Brady rookie's authenticated. It's 21 years old. And my Gretzky, that's, what, 40, 40 years old at this point. But even new stuff, 
there are guys now, there are known trimmers in the world that trim new cards. They mm -hmm. see a, a Borders off on a Bowman card, they trim them because they know they can make a ton of money if they can get it to pass. When grading doesn't start with authentication, I'm out. That's it. I'm not knocking them. I like Tyler. I think that I think today was a mistake. I think it came off. If you were using them and you love them, it didn't change your mind because they put out a video and it was cute and they used a bunch of phrases that sound smart. If you were on the fence or like me, if you were just skeptical, this pushed me to the point of I'm, now I'm totally out. You know, and if you can prove me wrong, fantastic. And I'd, I'd support you and try. I think it's a good space to get into. But yeah, no I, chance. I don't think I'm totally out with them. I, I think this was funny and I think the video is funny to make fun of, but it's it didn't sway me in any way to think this is more trustworthy than they were, you know, an hour ago. Here's the other thing, too. I know I'm just too, like, brash about things and, like, just no. I, I'm not well-spoken. That's fine. One thing I am is authentic and genuine in my reactions. I don't know why people, and this isn't just knocking the HGA video, but, like, the woman who made the video, and we see this stuff on information and stuff like this all the time, when, especially in the card committee, when they're pitching new ideas. It's always like, well, come on down, and we're going to show you the most... <laughs> fantastic grading company <laughs> you're looking to consign your cards you use us he's, everything he's honestly that, not overdoing it uh, everything about video. that i am a little bit and i'm not just talking about that video that's my point i just think the hobby would be much better if people are a little bit more genuine you hear the same thing in break rooms i see the same thing in a lot of sellers on on what on other apps people are yelling and, and put on this big show about things because they think in their head, like, this is going to make my business appealing to people. I don't I don't know what you're trying to prove. And I don't think it works. I think people like authenticity. They do not like my tone all the time. Trust me, I'm not saying that. But there's a middle ground. And I think this would have been much better served had it, had it found that middle ground. I agree Give with you. Give me some questions. Now. I think you need those questions. You're, you're getting a little... My name is Spicy. Jesse. I'm 30, 34 years old. Don't. I've got a shirt and tie on. We're not using any video for this. And I decided today to take a sleep apnea test. Woke up 115 <laughs> times a second. That's right, a second. Every time my eyes close, they open 10 times. It's close open, close open. I felt good about it. I want a CPAP machine. I'm still coughing. It's been six months. I don't stop coughing. Why does my carry on <laughs> talking like this? Because I have to mute myself so I can <laughs> cough. And then you cough on cue. <laughs> Oh, can you read the oh. questions? Jesse's face oh, is red as a tomato. My. Tomato, tomato. Oh. Ronick, if you cut that, I am leaving the station. Oh, oh I, You know what wow. I want to do once a week, too? Was, I'll tell you the thing I want to do. I yeah. want to do a sports talk radio show live on the radio once a week with Collins. That's what we, I thought we were going to. That was, that's I know. I'm, I'm saying sports talk, though. But I want oh, to do this, sports talk. Oh. I do want to get the, the live calls here. Um, All right. Let's hit a few questions and get out of here. We got eight Mailbag. And it doesn't have to go that long. Isla Fishman, let's talk Brady. What could potentially day, what could potentially hold more value? Second year Pat, second year Pat's Brady or first year Tampa? Oh, second year Pat in general. I mean, again, you're talking about a 20 year old card. It's and and a lot of his stuff is first release on his second year because he was a six round pick. He doesn't have rookies and everything, so he a lot of his second year product or even third year product, third year. I shouldn't say third-year product. Like 2002 Topps Chrome is his first Topps Chrome. I think it's an awesome card. Expensive, but I think it's a great card. That doesn't take away from 2020 bucks stuff because that's huge as well. But if I had my choice, I'm going with the old school for sure. Now, when you say if you had your choice, does that also mean value? That means value too. For sure. Absolutely. Okay. Yep, for sure. Um, yep. Nicholas 
Kavirus. Kavirus? Is Mike COVID? Trout? <laughs> what is it? Is Mike Trout a buy, sell, or hold? And if you do hold, is he a long-term hold? I think that's the only thing with him. I, I just we saw his stuff spike so incredibly high six to ten months ago, whenever it was. I mean, like his update PSA tens, which is fairly mass produced, hitting eighty-five to nine thousand dollars. I just don't know. You know, I think for Trout to take the next step. He has to win. And I just don't know. I don't know when that happens. So I don't think I would never sell Trout at a loss or dump him quick. I think if you buy him, he's the type of guy you are buying with the intent to hold long term. I'm not tying up any. I don't have a single Trout card right now, and I don't have any interest in having one. I, I have a question for you. Actually, I went and asked this last week. Um, I have a question for you first. Would you recognize Mike Trout if I just put up in and if I put like the face of five guys in a business suit? Would you mm, recognize him? Not in a million years. I know he's okay. a white guy, and that is it. Oh, <laughs> Whoa. I mean, take it easy. I, I, I just, someone told me that and that's how I knew. Yikes. But profile uh, much? <laughs> all I know is I, I could not take his face you. out of a. <laughs> Stop it. God. That's terrible. Oh, that's okay, good. So no more secrets. Um, that, so, okay. Forget that. I, let me ask my question. Mike Trout, Otani. How much better is Mike Trout than Otani? I mean, Otani's done it one year. Trout has been is a generational talent. Okay, is is Otani's single season absolute high, just as good as Trout because of the pitching, probably. But we've got to see it long term. Okay, I mean, like what Otani did this year is one of the most impressive regular seasons ever. Um, strictly offensively, no, Trout's better than Otani offensively. Defensively, Trout's better, but Otani can pitch. Otani won some crazy streaks this year with the home runs. So I asked that question. Do you think that Mike Trout is 21 times more valuable than Otani? I mean, if we're talking his rookie card, you've got something up your sleeve. I'm talking talking they both have tops update cards. Granted, Mike Trout's from 2011. Otani's 2018. What's the pop? They both have pop counts within 200 of each other. Trout has 5,400. Uh, I'm sorry, 5,500, and Otani has 5,300. And isn't Trout like $2,900 ish? He is going for 3,500 right now, and Otani's going for 163. That's a 21 times difference. So, one thing though, you will notice the Otani population is going to keep growing. Okay. That's going to, but, but no, but now you're talking about nostalgia, a guy who's been around for a decade, just about a decade. Otani's had a year and a half of actual healthy, you know, High level ball. Okay. So, but no, that number, when you give it that number in a vacuum, it's insane. But that's why I would never touch that update card. That update card was like 800, 600 bucks a year ago or two years ago. It's insane how, how high that's gotten. Well, what's crazy is like over the last, like I've just looked at a three month period and it's relatively the same throughout. It's not like it's very that much. Hit, hit six months or one, do one year actually, because it had a crazy spike. So, the trout definitely is much higher on the six month on the year. There's no question. Yeah. He is went up over 5,000. I have no interest in that card anywhere near the kind of money it's going for. Or 7,500. Dang. Nope. Um, okay. So that, that was my question just cause it, I couldn't tell if Otani should come up or, uh, trout should come down from there or if they were good where they were. I kind of think both. Okay. Um, but not an apples to apples comparison. Okay. That's the top. Yep. Uh, next question. 
Dan Rooster. Rista. Rooster. Uh, do you think the upcoming Kurt Warner biopic will have any impact on his hobby value? I do wonder. You forget how cool of a story it is. Dude went from literally bagging groceries at a market, like at a supermarket, to winning the Super Bowl. I think it was in the same calendar year. I had to Google who that was. I saw the movie trailer. I was like, based on a. I, I was like, I've never even heard, even after I read Kurt Warner, I didn't know who and that he was. And he played, he beat the Titans in the Super Bowl. That's what's funny. That, and that's the thing. Like, I mean. It still doesn't ring any bells. I, I think I know. I think I know a lot of like vintage older, like guys at our age, like we talked about, that at least their names. Kurt Warner is, I mean, it doesn't sound completely unfamiliar, but it's not jumping out at me as to like anything about it. I think him. he came up in 98-ish, so, 99, very late 90s. But he also had a weird career. Had a couple like great seasons there. So he beat the Titans in the Super Bowl. I think this is correct. The very next year he lost. So that would have been 99. He beat the Titans. 2000. Now I'm off. But I'm pretty sure they went to back-to-back Super Bowls. They beat the Titans and they lost to the Patriots. But he had some unbelievable seasons there. Then he goes to New York when Eli gets drafted. Eli Manning, who you have. Yes, of course. Oh, yes. So he got drafted in 04. He sat behind. Manning started over him. And then he went at some point a couple years later, year, two, three years later, he went to Arizona. Same thing, went on a crazy good couple year stretch, made a Super Bowl again and lost. So he's been to three Super Bowls. That's what's amazing. That's about crazy. The guy. I can't. Yeah. That, and that's the thing. I don't know if that's just me or if like other people are in a similar situation who aren't big sports people. Yeah. He, I mean, that Steelers Super Bowl was probably. I don't know, 2010, if I had to like take a blind guess. Um, yeah. And he's a Hall of Famer. Does it bring some more attention to him? Maybe. I don't know how huge of a fan base he has. He, he Three teams in a pretty short period of time, not an overly lengthy career. If it's, I don't know. If it's my take, I think if you're a sports guy, you already know who he is. If you're not a sports guy who's, who's going to go watch that movie, you you might like be like, oh, Kurt Warren, he seems awesome now. But you're not a sports guy, so you're not going to go buy a card. I think that's probably true. And if you're a sports guy, you know who he is. Like, he's a household name. Now, if you're a sports boy, you know your boy's going to be getting that Kurt Warner. 2008. The Steelers beat him 27-23. 2008 season, it happened February 1st, 2009. Okay, so there you go. Getting your Kurt sports boy, I heard, John. It was a a thing, and you just skipped over it. read the next question. You're doing so good, though. I hope you sleep so well tonight. So I won't wake up once. You don't wake up You can't say that. (laughs) (laughs) What's the opposite of sleep apnea? What's the opposite? Death. You just don't wake up. Oh, it was a coma? That's an old Dane joke. <laughs> Dane Cook joke. Um, Michael Ferrario, what are your storage recommendations from an investment perspective? What do you keep first donate? What are my storage recommendations? What do I keep instead of donate? I don't understand the question. I'm stupid. Though, Ferrario. So. I, I got the name. It's from <laughs> Mike. Uh, I think from let's answer the face? first part and then well, we'll do the second. How do so, I store my cards? Sure. What are your storage recommendations to people? Now, granted, they don't all have safes, but. I don't have big stuff in the house in a safe anymore. I have lock boxes here at the house with the padded stuff like that's what I and that's what I walk around carry shows with. I use them. They're called Zion cases. The collection case dot com, I think it is or case collection. Uh, Talk about some free publicity. Oh, yeah, I know. We're working with them to try and come on. Just hold on. Are we? Clint ah, Anderson is who I use. He's a Facebook guy I've known for cool. years. He's shorter than me, which means I like him a lot. Um, if you need a recommendation there, post it in the group. We'll answer the question. I, maybe I'll just post a link to his thing. That's what I use. They're padded. They lock. They have a you know, serial number to get in. Um, 
As far as stuff offsite, I use bank vault boxes. That's, I mean, yeah. The donate thing, yeah. Like if I, if I, because I do rip some wax here and there. If I just get a stack, matter of fact, I'm showing you. There's a two inch tall stack of base refractors, base rookies from the Baltimore Orioles. I got them in a random break the other day with Eddie at Geo Breaks. Next time a guy mentions he has a kid, I'll just like put him in a pack. I mean, a lot of that crap I just give away. It's probably worth 10 bucks. I, I'm not going to do anything with it. There's 70 cards. So it used to be, though, you could take just boxes of base cards to hospitals for tax donations. Me and my partner here used to do that, my business partner. They don't take that anymore, especially not during COVID. Um, it's not really an option. Maybe goodwill. I don't know. But you can get tax write-offs for those things if you can find an outlet for them. Oh, that's really interesting. I didn't know that you guys did that. You could just mm -hmm. take cards. And that's a tax write-off? Man. Boxes of base. Um, I think it's the collectioncase.com is Zion yes. cases. Zion yeah. cases, yep. So there Dude. you go, Clint. That's your hey, first Clint. one. G-I-O-S-E. <laughs> For that check, that's what you're going to want to. Yes, Clint's um, a good dude. Best cases around, no question. They fit, And by the way, they do fit all slabs. SGC is a little tight because they're a little wider. They all fit. Never uh, let's see. Let's see. Sean D. Oh, Sean DeSoma. Uh, Mike, the writer of the newsletter, our very own newsletter entrepreneur. He's a famous guy. Google him. My, yeah, <laughs> big time, Sean. Uh, kissing babies. Mike Geo, what do you use to store your graded cards? This is the exact same question. All right, next question. But Sean, you got that shout out though, so that's good. Uh, Will, <laughs> good for you, Jeff. It's late, bruh. Will Robertson wants to know, Mike Geo, you second guessing those Zion purchases? No, um, not at all. I think that we answered for the that. start of the season. I'm okay. good. Uh, I like Will. Will's a nice dude. Jimmy Webb. <laughs> I'm, it's another Kurt Warner thing. I didn't read over it. I told you right before we got on, I was like, oh, man, we're doing this so late. I didn't get it's it. Nobody's fault. Isla Fishman wants to do. He wants to ask one more question again. He wants another one. Do you guys think there's a point where we are going to see value bumps based on social media popularity as opposed to performance? I think that goes back to hype, right? Yeah. And like LaMelo, I think that was a reason for his. Matt LaMelo, we saw it on our social media. If we tagged him and stuff for no reason, we got more likes, views, whatever. Oh, yeah. That's so true. I, I think to a degree, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's going to be a major factor because, again, to me, the guys spending money in this, the majority of the money are guys maybe a couple years younger than us, but our age and older. And I don't see a guy dance on TikTok and tell me to buy a card and I go out and buy it. So I don't know how much of that marketing hits home and correlates directly to spend. I think some does, but I don't know how much. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you don't see like Lamar Odom or, or basically any of the Kardashian boyfriends oh. or anything like that. Like anybody... I was wondering how in the world you knew Lamar Odom, not Kurt Warner, but yeah, dash. well, got yeah, it. you should know. You should know better. Um, but yeah, bottom well, line, you means. don't see those guys value going up and they're, you know, people know them that aren't in the sports world. And I think that's what social does. Well, they also weren't active when the social buzz was taken off. Like they, he hasn't been playing. In yeah, years. that's a good point. That was a, but, a number of years ago. So, yeah, it's, it, it's interesting, though. But I do think, like, on the flip side of that, you you will see celebrity stuff take off a little bit more. We've got a lot of questions about celebrity cards, which yeah. I know you have a couple. Yeah, that's something I think gets interesting with, with social media hype. I'm going to continue to pick those up. In fact, if anything, I would almost guarantee you people now, this is a Gibson guarantee, as, as coined on our last show. It is time to start investing in celebrity cards, and I'll tell you why. 
the man who actually turned me on to start even looking at celebrity cards, the man who did this was Mr. Josh Luber, the future founder, co-founder of the Fanatics world of sports cards. That crazy, awkward interview we had set up. If you think for a moment that there's not going to be many, many more celebrity sports cards in the future, you are sorely mistaken. He will definitely put them out. You have inspired, some would say, turned on this jolly gentleman who happens to be my co-host. Come on the pod and talk with him, pal. Sports Boy is now Celebrity Boy, but only on the weekends. It's Sports Boy Monday through Friday. There you go. Oh, and Sunday it's Sports Boy. So celebrity Scranton boy Strangle, you've taken another Scranton Strangle, you've taken another person's <laughs> breath away. <laughs> Next. Uh Ben <laughs> Perez. We're, we're done. Do you have more? I've got one. This is oh, Ben okay. Perez would like to know. When trying to sell on social media, people usually strictly base their buying power upon eBay comps and usually refuse to pay the higher comps. What are your thoughts on this? I think although there are other markets emerging. A lot of places to sell. eBay is still the most accepted. Not by everybody. Some people will tell you, oh, let me just tell you this too. Anybody who says they don't care about comps when they're trying to sell a card, you're never going to make a deal with that person. But in general, yeah, eBay is what people go off of. Now, if if a card is trending up, like like right now, you know, an Aaron Judge card, that's a guy who's on the rise in the last couple of weeks. See? Rise, Judge. Parody. <laughs> um. Like a guy like that, yeah, I'm going to want the absolute high because I think he's on an upward trajectory. But other guys, it's like you'll see different variations. You're saving 10% not selling on eBay. I think if you're reasonable and you're dealing with a reasonable person, there is room to be found. But I think a comp on eBay, a true comp on eBay is still a great place to start the negotiations. All right. Well, there you go. We gave him a, we gave him a solid hour, bud. Actually, in three minutes, it'll be an hour. So. Uh, this, this song's four minutes long. Here All we go. right. Well, the- you sing yours. I'll sing If I Had a Hammer. We'll do it at the same time. I don't want to hear that song again. Why? That's a uh, good so song. This is going to release on Thursday. So we'll be back Monday. Normal show drops Monday afternoon. Um, I don't know what we have coming up. I have been texting Bill to try to get him back on the show. Silent treatment. Still hurting my feelings. That's fine. He'll be pressure. back. He'll be back. Uh, we will have a football guy on again soon, too. We haven't done that. I think next week. I'm actually going to shoot, I think, for next Thursday for a guest. Um, I, I will work on that. And if you guys, if there's anybody you guys want to hear, put it out in the comments on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Yeah. Let us know. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> there would be no audience if it was just you. It would. No, that's not true. There would be a few. There'd but be a few. There'd a few be, angry they'd all be angry. <laughs> yeah. All right. So there you go. Sports Cards Nonsense. Make sure you check out the website. I do like to plug that every time. SportsCardsNonsense.com. The newsletter, you can sign up for it there. All of our card services for grading, supplies, breaking, all that stuff is all on there. Consignment. Uh, so check that out. We are brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network. And my uncle, Bill, is really who I'm brought to you by. Oh, wait. What's that? Your, your dad's not your real dad? <laughs> uncle Bill. Bill Sim. Oh, because Un- when you said your uncle was the one who brought to you, I thought Unky you meant like your dad. Okay, that's enough. You're weird. <laughs> and we are powered by, talk about a great read at the end, and <laughs> brought to you by Spotify or anywhere else you get your podcast, but you might as well listen to Spotify because they're the best thing because they're the ones who pay us. So listen <laughs> there. We'll see you Monday. Bye-bye. Oh, and YouTube. Bye. And YouTube. Oh, yeah, YouTube if you want more information on the <laughs> Fanatics. We broke that stupid that whole thing down way longer than it needed to be. So Everybody already stopped listening. We already said bye. Yeah. And okay. good night. Bye. Bye.